Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 28th of February. There's been a major escalation in the Russian invasion of Ukraine overnight, with Russian President Vladimir Putin announcing he has now put his nuclear forces on high alert. It comes as the European Union this morning enforced more sanctions against Russia and for the first time announced it will purchase and deliver weapons and equipment to Ukraine. Vladimir Putin says Western countries are taking unfriendly economic steps against Russia. For this reason, I ordered the Minister of Defence and the Chief of General Staff to put deterrent forces of the Russian army on special combat standby duty. That translation thanks to Sky News UK. As part of the new sanctions, the European Union has also shut down the EU airspace to Russian planes and banned Russian state-owned media. Here is the president of the EU, Commission Ursula von der Leyen. This will apply to any plane, owned, chartered or otherwise controlled by a Russian legal or natural person. So let me be very clear. Our airspace will be closed to every Russian plane, and that includes the private jets of oligarchs too. In a last-minute bid for peace, Ukrainian and Russian delegations have agreed to meet on the Belarusian border. Hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are still fleeing their country with fears it could be one of the largest refugee crises since the end of World War II. World Vision has launched an emergency appeal with estimates predicting up to 5 million people could be displaced. CEO of World Vision, Daniel Wordsworth, says children are most at risk. Kids are caught up in the middle of this. I mean, the Ukrainians are standing up like heroes, but for their kids, this is fearing um, for your father, fearing for your mother, your brothers, your sisters. This, this is going to have long-term impacts on that country. Meantime, around 4,000 anti-war protesters have now been arrested in Russia after another day of demonstrations against their president's invasion of Ukraine. Back home and to this morning's other top story, at least seven people have been killed with a number of others missing as devastating floods sweep across Queensland's southeast. Hundreds of residents have been evacuated with almost 1,000 schools closed today with locals being urged to stay at home if safe to do so. The city of Gympie is one of the worst hit areas with at least 1,000 properties now underwater after its largest flood in more than 100 years. Here is Queensland's Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk. This is like an unpredictable cyclone and it is the levels that we have never um, expected. There's a lot of uh, water that's coming up quite suddenly. It's filling up all of our catchments, all of our rivers. It's all coming into the Brisbane River. And not only that, we have a lot of rain coming right across the southeast. Overnight, estimates suggest up to 30,000 homes are also without power, while concerns are growing over safe drinking water supplies, with residents told to conserve water where they can. And we'll have more from our reporter in Queensland shortly. And in breaking news this morning, hundreds of residents have been evacuated from Lismore in northern New South Wales, with the CBD now underwater. Many residents were ordered to flee their homes overnight as floodwaters threatened to breach the levee. The Wilsons River is expected 
expected to peak at 13 and a half metres. That's higher than both the 2017 and 1974 floods. While the search for a man missing in floodwaters in Lismore will resume again this morning. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland and more now on the state's flood crisis. Brisbane residents are being told to stay at home as an emergency flood alert is issued for 140 suburbs. The Brisbane River is expected to peak this morning at four metres, less than half a metre shy of the flood peak back in 2011. Our Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has the latest. Good morning, Tash. Locals started getting text messages around 8 last night after advice from the Bureau of Meteorology that the river could reach 4 metres. Low-lying suburbs in Brisbane have already begun to flood, with some locals using surfboards and inflatable mattresses to get themselves, their pets and their belongings to higher ground. On the river itself, a man was pulled to safety after his houseboat smashed into a ferry terminal. The river's become a thoroughfare for debris. The rain has appeared to ease, but that won't stop high tide expected at 8 this morning. It's expected the river will remain at peak levels for as many as three days. And to Victoria, and thousands of residents are missing out on more than $111 million in unclaimed cash sitting in the coffers of the State Revenue Office. Authorities say the small fortune is waiting to be collected, with Victorians able to stake claim to amounts as little as $20. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says it's not hard to check if there is some waiting for you. I've already checked my name and address against the database this morning, Tash, myself. No luck there. But people can go to the Victorian State Revenue Office website to have a look for themselves with the cash collected from things like abandoned bank accounts. Authorities say one Victorian man in particular has been pretty hard to find and he has more than $882,000 to his name waiting to be collected. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, stock market experts doubt that the rally we saw in share prices last week can be sustained as instability continues with the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Yeah, that's right. But the ASX Futures actually says we should see our stock market open up 166 points higher. But this was before Russian forces not only were attacking Kiev, but before they entered the second city, Kharkiv. It looks like a matter of time before the country falls, which could then take global stock markets with it. That said, the history of geopolitically caused share market slumps say they don't actually hurt stocks for too long. And Peter, this week we're set to find out important data on how our economy was performing as Omicron took hold and it's expected to be quite a good number. Yeah, December did bring the Omicron problem, but for the rest of the quarter, October and November, there was a lot of economic rebound as Victoria, New South Wales and the ACT broke out of lockdowns. And the 3% expected growth will be because consumers went on a shopping spree to celebrate freedom, while government support spending was also still important. And billionaire Andrew Twiggy Forrest-Peter will create a $3 billion renewable energy hub based on renewables to try and fast-track the exit of coal mining. Yeah, it's billionaire versus billionaire with Mike Cameron Brooks last week trying to buy AGL to kill coal. Now rival billionaire Andrew Forrest, who founded Fortescue Metals, will move away from fossil fuel and create the world's biggest battery with his Queensland Clean Energy Project at the Clark Creek, which reports say could power 660,000 homes or 40% of the state's households. Peter, thank you. Cheers. 
Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Aussie test side is surrounded by security as they prepare for the test series in Pakistan. Yes, good morning, Tash. Apparently there's around 4,000 military personnel and police who are guarding the Aussie team hotel. They have touched down in Pakistan. It is the first tour in 24 years and you could imagine that the players would only agree to a, a tour like that if there was significant security and uh, certainly that is the case. Pat Cummins says they feel privileged to be over there and playing and isn't sure exactly what to expect because it's been so long in terms of the conditions but one thing he is uh, preparing his teammates for and that is for each test match to last the distance. While we had some tests in the ashes that only went for a few days he said there could be some flat pitches and, and Pakistan will put up a fight. So uh, that test series begins on Friday and uh, should be entertaining because Pakistan has a lot of talent. Yeah, absolutely. And the women's AFL and NRL leagues took centre stage over the weekend, Brett. Yeah, the NRLW season kicked off. We had a triple header yesterday in Newcastle. They didn't play last season and we had an absolute thriller. Parramatta uh, sinking the Knights 13-12 to thanks to a field goal in the dying seconds. The Broncos have only ever lost one match in the NRLW uh, history, and they're still a force as well. They they were too strong for the Roosters yesterday, 20, uh, 20 to 4. Uh, the Titans, um, this is their first season in the comp. They went down to the Dragons. Now, in the AFLW, we had some records yesterday. Darcy Vessio, the first player to notch 50 career goals, did that for Carlton over the Giants. The Lions posted the biggest score in the comp's history. They thrashed the Eagles. Uh, the Magpies beat the Dogs, and then the Saints finally got their first win of the season over, Gold Coast, over the uh, the Gold Coast Suns. And Thieves stole an Olympic medal belonging to an Aussie basketballer. This is an interesting story. Yeah, this actually happened uh, Brisbane uh, on Saturday night. So this is while you know the, the rain is pouring down and we're flooding in Brisbane. Nathan Sobey was playing for the Brisbane Bullets against uh, the Jack Jumpers. Thieves have broken into his house and stolen his bronze medal. Of course, the Aussie men had never medaled at a major event like the Olympics before. So this is obviously a, uh, a prized item for, for Nathan Sobey and he's now pleading for the public's help, uh, sent out a tweet for any information and the Brisbane Bullets believe because it happened while he was on court and uh, what they actually stole, that it may have been a targeted attack. So hopefully um, they can relocate that medal. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. New research has found Australia's most loved town. Travel site What If has crunched the numbers and crowned Tasmania's Longceston as the 2022 Aussie Town of the Year. The ranking taking into consideration accommodation affordability, quality and traveller satisfaction. With Caloundra in Queensland coming in at number two and Tamworth in country New South Wales rounding out the top three. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6 30 a.m. every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.